We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much, church. We really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, just thank you. Um, yeah, 20 years is, uh, is, is special. Um, and a lot of you may know our journey and, uh, you know, it's just been amazing. Um, but it's, it's really a, um, comes from a, a place of conviction of, of what a covenant is. And uh, in my life, Many of you all know that I've shared the story around my parents. They've got a, around about seven marriages between them. And uh, I just really knew that as the first Christian in our family that I, I, I had a conviction in my spirit, but I had, uh, that I made a covenant with God that when uh, I was going to ask Desiree to marry me, I was going to only do it once. And, uh, and, and, and I've needed Jesus every single step of the way. Um, that's not because it's been difficult. Um, no, because no weapon formed against you will prosper when, when you focus on the right things. And I knew the covenant of, that I made with Christ was stronger than the weapons that could be formed against us. And so uh, I really thank, you know, the people that are in our lives that uh, encourage us. Uh, and, and pull us and, and, you know, and help us. And, but the people that we get to also then um, talk to about our, our relationship and go, hey, man, this is this, that, and that. And we learn. And then, you know, there's, there's forgiveness on both sides. There's joy on both sides. And you have a, you have a common goal to use your life to glorify God. Um, you know, and, then, and that's how it starts. <laughs> and then, then God's blessed us with three amazing, um, beautiful children and then you just you have more reasons to live your life the way that God wants you to live your life. And so I really, you know, thank God for uh, the ability to uh, be loved and also do, to love. Um, but that's, the, that's what the Lord says, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And I think, you know, when you're going through anything, if you can still remember faith, you can still remember hope, and you can still remember love, uh, you, you, you'll go a long way and keep trusting God and, um, and he'll lead you. Amen? Amen. Awesome. All right. Just preached message, right? <laughs> awesome. Um, well, it's, it's great to be in church this morning. And again, welcome to uh, all the new students that are in town. It's great to have you here. And, uh, you know, over the next three or four years, you might find your bride or your husband. And uh, just remember those words that I just shared. Uh, <laughs> um, but we, we're excited that you're here. Uh, we have a great young adults, great student um, uh, team and, and a great community. And so, uh, you know, what I would just encourage you is if sometimes when you come around and you go to, uh, you go, come into a place, there's this word called, I'm going to shop around. Um, uh, that's cool. I understand that. But uh, can I just encourage you, stay in one place for at least a month. You'll, you'll learn to build relationships. You'll learn to build traction. And, uh, and, and you'll just get into a place where, where you give yourself a chance to, to build those relationships that could 
uh, help you out for the rest of your life. Uh, I find that if you go to one place, you, you could have an experience, but that experience might not be the whole experience. But if you go to a place more times, you start knowing that it's, it's, it's actually a great place because of the people and all that. And so I just want to encourage you. If, you're, if you are looking for churches, that's awesome. We want to find, we believe that you need to find a church that you can put your weight behind. You can, uh, you, can put the, you can put the vision of that church in your life and you can go from there. But I just encourage you, go stay in a place for a month. Build those relationships. Amen. Awesome. All right. Um, Who's, who's glad they're in church this morning? Yeah. Cool. Could you just turn the monitor down a little bit? Sorry. Thank you, Mr. Soundman. There seems to be a little ringing. I'm not sure if you can hear it, but that's okay. Um, hey, this morning, I want to. Oh, we, we've got this one another series who's been running it in their e groups. Hopefully, most people are running it in their e groups and all that. And, and so, this week is about um, prefer one another when it comes to serving. And that is awesome. And so, I encourage you, you know, continue going in your e groups, talking about serving, talking about how we get to serve one another. And, um, and so, go from there. But I want to talk about also this morning about why. What, what, what is it that fuels that serving one another? Because who knows that we're perf- when we, we really, when it comes down to it, we like to serve ourselves, right? Everyone likes to serve their self. I like, to, I like to do the things that I like to do. You like to do the things that you like to do. And then suddenly you've got, then there's other people around in the world and, and, and we want to join together and we want to do the things that God wants us to do. Who knows that sometimes other people do things differently the way that you do them. Right. Anyone had any arguments, tension, uh, conflict? Oh, we're all awesome. <laughs> this is a good church, by the way. Anyway, um, but lots of stuff comes up to try and uh, to tear us down, pull us down. And but I want to talk this morning about the the greatest. The, the, if, if we can get what's right inside of us first, then we will be able to deal and we're able to work and serve with every single person and and outwork the call of God on our lives that Christ has got for us. Is that right? Awesome. So I want you to grab your Bibles, turn to um, Exodus chapter 3. And while you're doing that, I'm just going to pray. Father, I I thank you for all these amazing people in this room, all all these people that have been given a name. Lord, all these people that have been given a call, all these people that have placed a purpose in their lives, all these people, Lord, that are going to change the world. Uh, Lord, as they honour you with their life, honour the worlds that they live in. And Lord, I pray this morning that something would just would stir in their heart, Lord, to know with a deep down conviction, Lord, just who they are. And, uh, and so, Lord, I pray against every fear, every insecurity, every failure, everything that tries to pull us back, Lord, where the devil tries to use things in our worlds that tells us that we're no good, but Lord, I, I just declare this morning that there's freedom. I declare, Holy Spirit, that you're going to come alive even more in every single person's heart. And so, Holy Spirit, come and move in this place, I pray. I pray, Lord, that you would help me articulate what I believe you want to say. And so, Lord, we give you all the glory and we thank you for what you're doing today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you've got to Exodus chapter 3, I really wish they just called it Moses. 
I always go, Moses chapter 3. It's, no, it's Exodus, but it's Moses. Anyway, um, I'm going to read a little bit, um, and then we're going to just talk about a little bit through it, as, and we'll go from there. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though, though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go and see. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a close look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I, am certain, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites or the Ites live. Now, um, look, the cry, they cry of the people of Israel have reached me, and I have seen how harshly Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people um, Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Verse 12, three to go. God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the, the, the God of our ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me what is his name. Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me too. Awesome. Big bit of scripture. I don't know... Um, if you know it well or not, it doesn't matter if you do. Hopefully, it'll come alive to you this morning. Um, personally, I love, I love Moses as, as, a, as a character or as a person in the Bible. I, I, um, I, 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 can, I, I feel sometimes in my own personal life, uh, I can align with Moses. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that's on in his life and God's called him, but then there's a whole lot of doubt in there as well. And I don't know about you, but sometimes we know that there's a call of God on our life, but sometimes we doubt it. Yeah, yeah like, ah, really? Nah. Yeah. You know, it's like the whole, uh, uh, who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? The chookie, chookie jar. And it's like, ah, excuse me. Uh, but yes, you. Uh, couldn't be. No, it is you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to tell you this morning, God has called you. Yeah. You are amazing. You are awesome. You have a purpose. But I want to I just go through and just talk about it because there's this, there's this point where it's pretty amazing. Um, what, what was amazing that in, in, in the wilderness is that 
lots of times because of the heat, lots of times because of the, 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 the land and all that, the bushes would uh, com- combust into fire all the time. They'd just go, Phew, and they'd burn out. But what, what happened here was that, that this bush didn't burn out, and it says that Moses was amazed. And so he went and had a look. But, uh, you know, when, when it comes to the, the, the call of God on your life, I want to tell you this morning that it's, it's a, what, what you see God do on the outside is what He wants to do on the inside. So what do you what do you mean by that? Well, is is what I mean is like when when he, when Moses had this burning bush experience and he was amazed because it didn't burn out. I want to tell you this morning that what you see God do on the outside is what He wants to do on the inside. What you read in the Bible where it talks about how amazing you are, He talks about how you were born, uh, how He knew you before you were born, how He's called you, how He's purposed you, how He's forgiven you, how He's loved you. Is, is getting the things that he's said on the outside when we read it to get them on the inside. And, and, and that's how we learn to serve one another. If we can get on the inside what God has done on the outside, see, the, the revelation of the Lord won't die. I really believe that. I, I became a Christian when I was 14 years old. First Christian in my family. And I just knew that something had come alive in my spirit. But then I lived this life, and as a 14-year-old, 14-year-olds don't know nothing. Any parents out there with 14-year-olds? Preach. Uh, you know, there's like, he's just doing your own thing. And, and I'm living my life. I know that God loves me, but, but I'm the only Christian in my family. I, I went to church for three months in a row by myself. There was no youth group. There was just, just it was just... Yeah, anyway. Uh, and and, and uh, the long story short, I fell away from walking out the call of God in my life. And I did my own thing. And, 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 but then I just knew something was, something was just there. There was, there was a seed there uh, of the Holy Spirit that was there in, in my life. And it's the same for you. I don't know what, what level of of connection you feel with Jesus today. But, but there was that revelation, I pray. Maybe you're here for the first time and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour. Uh, well, by the end of this service, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray a simple prayer and receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. But for a lot of us here in this room this morning, there's that time or that moment where that you, you receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and something came alive in your spirit. But then, and, and, and then there's this, this thing called the world that we live in, right? Guarantee you, O-Week. Maybe you've come from church family and you've come to O-Week and there's the, all these opportunities for you. Suddenly you don't have to be home at any time. Guess what? You've got to do your own washing too. There's an opportunity there to do your washing or not do your washing, but it'll determine how many friends you have in about 15 days. (laughs) There's a lot of flatmates like nudging some people right now. But something's come alive in your heart. Now, and something's come alive in my heart. It doesn't mean whether you've been a Christian for one day or, or 40 years. There's, 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 there's a, the, the revelation of God has come alive in your heart. See, 
There's another scripture, passage of scripture where Paul's talking to Timothy, a young man who, who starts leading the church in Ephesus. And he says this, he says, hey, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 to 7, oh, we know what 7 is, if, if you don't, just look it up. But he says this, Timothy, I thank God for you. The God I, I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did night and day, I constantly rem- remember you in my prayers. Who's glad they got people praying for them? Yeah. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears when we parted. Anyone cried recently leaving home? I'm not just sorry. It seems like I'm preaching to the new students this morning. Uh, uh, whereas your tears when we parted, and I'll be and. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. But he says this, and I think this is really important for who we are as Christians. It says, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. So there was a revelation of Christ that's entered into your life. Something's happened. There was a burning bush experience with, with, where God's love, God's grace, God's compassion, God's forgiveness, God's glory filled your life. But Paul's teaching here, he says, hey, I remember that time. I remember that, that great faith that continues strong in you. This is why, he goes on. Listen, this is, this is good, right? This is why... I remind you, not anyone else, I remind you to fan, to, sorry, to flame the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. And verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a power, love, and, a self, and of self-discipline. This is why I remind you to fan in the flame the gifts that God has placed in you. It's our responsibility. What God lights inside of us is our responsibility to, responsibility to fan and to flame that, that, that glory, that gift, that grace. And so how do you do this? Will you stay close to, to, to the places that create an, an atmosphere that burn? Like, so coming to church regularly, getting into e-groups, getting into an e-team, places that encourage one another, friendships that build you up and not tear you down. You go to live life with people around you that are going to spur you on, encourage you. When the Lord called you, there was something that got ignited in your heart, something that got ignited in your spirit. Um, It can't be put out. It may die down. Life might get heavy on you for a moment, but you've got the ability to fan into flame the gift that God's placed in your life. You have the choice to get into those spaces. You have the, you have the choice to mobilize yourself to get the people around you. See, um, when we have a revelation of God, what I mean by a revelation of God is when you're doing something and something just comes alive to you. Something personal comes alive to you. A lot of us will understand that when when you've received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, but then you might have a fresh revelation of God's love. See, a revelation of God is actually what I determine as the real relationship of God. 
So the revelation of God leads to the real relationship of God because it reveals something about the realness of God and the, and, and the desire that He has to walk with you and work with you and to love you and to lead you. There's, he, never, he never wants to leave you or nor forsake you. There's something about the realness of God that He holds on to you so tightly. And he never wants you to fall. And we read in Luke chapter 15 about the lost son and the lost coin and the lost sheep. And then we read in those parables about the love of a God who, who never wants you to fall away. And he'll go after you as much as he can. But there's also a responsibility for us to fan and to flame the gifts that God's placed in our lives. See, some of us are just walking through life waiting for it to happen. Oh, this is what I've got to do today. But what would happen if we woke up in the morning and we fanned into flame the revelation of God and we said, Lord, what do you want to do today? How, am I, how, how are we going to take on this day? I know that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I know that I've, I've got this circumstance. I've got this situation. But Lord, today, would you, would you bring the real revelation of the real relationship of God into my world and then lead me from this day? See, Here's the thing, what you fan will fire up. What you fan will fire up. You want to gossip, it'll fire up. <laughs> it's gone real quiet in here right now. Uh, you want to gossip, it'll fire up. Man, the devil, I'll just put some heat on that thing. Uh, uh, if you want to unforgive, it'll fire up. Ouch. Uh, if you want to get if you want to get into a place of prayer and place of believing and place of place of faith, that'll fire up. It'll, it'll be exciting. It'll be like ah, it'll be oh, it'll be awesome. But but whatever we fan, we'll fire up. Um, whatever you wherever you go, you'll fire up. Um, Ecclesiastes three verse eleven. We did a series a little while ago called Eternity, but it says. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has placed eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's, God's work from beginning to end. See, God's placed something in every single one of your hearts. It's, he's going to place something in my heart. He's, he's placed something in your heart. I want to say, come on, fire it up. Just fan it into flame. Fan it into flame. There's people sitting in this room right now with different gifts. I'm saying, come on, fan into flame. The prophetic, come on, flan it. Flan it? It's like a mix between a fan and a dessert. I'm not sure. Um, just fan it into flame. You know, with the, the different gifts, fan it into flame. It's our job to to keep what we see God do on the outside and get that moment where, where Moses had that revelation of the bush not, not burning up and then, he's, and then God says to him, Moses, Moses. I don't know about you, but I hate it when my name gets called out twice. <laughs> I just automatically feel in trouble. So I got married early, left home. Still happened? No, no. <laughs> it's too soon, too soon. Can't do marriage jokes right now. I just got past 20 years, right? Uh, what were we saying? Moses, Moses, God calls him. Moses, Moses. You know, here's the thing. God's in the business of trying to get your attention. He wants to get your attention. 
But are we listening? Are we listening? See, the first, the first point this, this morning is, is revelation is the revealed relationship that God wants for you. Let's just write down a revealed relationship if you want. But I really believe that, the, that when we have a revelation, when something comes alive, is, is God revealing the real relationship that He wants for you and for me? That's a real relationship that you think, man, that's supernatural. Yeah, that's the real relationship He wants with you. Right? Oh, that's, that's, that's supernatural. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm pushing this this morning because we, I, 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 over the last little while I've been going, come on, Jesus, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. We're seeing people saved. We're, we're seeing, you know, different things happen. But I'm like, Lord, there's got to be more. And there's more. God, God, God wants to pour out more on you and me. He wants to pour out His, His manifest presence. And like, no longer is like when you're praying for someone and you're like, oh, Lord, I pray that they'll be healed. Uh, uh, hopefully, amen. Come on, we're all guilty of, of, of praying like that on the inside. But when we pray and we're like, no, the real relationship is that all our iniquities, all our diseases have been healed on the cross. Jesus has taken everything. And so we're still sitting and we live in this fallen world and I don't have the answers, so don't come at me. But I'm just going to say, come on, we'll pray. Come on, we'll pray again because that's the real revelation that God has for you and for me is to believe and to go again. But what do we do is we're like, oh, no. We'll just, now, some, sometimes you've got to just get someone to fan you. If you can't fan yourself, get someone to fan you, someone to believe for you, someone to pray for you. That's why I love it this morning. So many hands went up. Come on, so many hands. That was people just fanning one another. Amen. I was up in Auckland with all of my Samoan and friends and Tongan friends and it was hard and they all had fans. It was awesome. I moved closer and they fanned me as too. It was great. <laughs> you go over to Tonga, they all have fans. It's great. But we've got to learn how to spiritually fan one another, how to spiritually champion one another on. Um, so the first point is the real revelation. Moses stayed in amazement. What, what, what's God, what, where has God got your attention? What's amazing you about God right now? What is amazing you about God? Kind of, I, I, I dare to say, if there's nothing that is amazing you about God right now, maybe you need to fan into flame the gift that God's placed on your life. If you're just going through daily life, if there's just stuff happening, you know, if there's not a joy, if there's not a hope, come on, get into a place where we fan. Fan the gift that God has placed on your life, a real relationship. Revelation is the real, revealed relationship of God. And um, the next little thought that I had is when the Lord saw Moses coming closer to take a closer look, I love this because, you know, I think, I think we get into this place where we want to fan ourselves and we do want to get closer to God. And Moses takes this journey. He's like, hey, burning bush. Let's go and have a look. And the Lord saw him going to have a look. 
here's the thing, the Lord's going to see you going to have a look. And when the Lord sees you, when He sees your intent, when He sees your inquisitiveness, or if that's the right word, if he, when He sees your, your you, you just going, hey, I want to see what this is all about. Um, the Lord is gonna is gonna reveal Himself to you. There's a story in First Samuel chapter thirty. Sorry, chapter three, and uh, it says this. This is about Eli and Samuel, and Samuel being called by God. And Eli the priest it says this. And meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind uh, by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had, excuse me, he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And one more, Samuel got up, uh, once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again. And if someone calls out again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. I love these these, these stories that we read in the Bible because they are for today. They are for you today. They're for me today. But is there an inquisitiveness? The pastor Torah talked about it last last week about how God was drawing. God wants to draw you in. But what about is there an inquisitiveness from you? And is there an inquisitiveness? Is that the right? <laughs> is, is, is there something that's drawing you in? Because God's calling your name. I don't know if you've ever heard the audible voice of God. I haven't. But I've, called, I've felt the Spirit of God saying, Will. I felt the Spirit of God draw me in. But more than that, it's about, is there an inquisitiveness from you? Is there, is there something that says, come on, God, there's got to be more. There's got to be more in this. How, 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 do, how are we going to do this? Because I see the world that we live in, and it's a, it's a wonderful, beautiful world, but we can get very much sidetracked by just living the, the Western life that we live. And, and I'm thankful that we live in New Zealand. It's one of the greatest countries in the world to live in, and I'm excited about that. But I don't want to miss the opportunities of when God calls when God says something, I want to seek after Him. And maybe we even know the Scripture in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Um, therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yeah, Amen. 
Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded people. See, I, I, I believe that God's calling a, a generation or the generations or the life that we live in now. He's calling us to come close to Him because He's about to speak something and there's going to be something new that gets released into our life. And, and there's a burning bush experience that never is going to uh, just die out. Something that is a real revelation of Christ is that, that He's called you for greatness. He's called you for purpose. He's called you for something bigger than yourself, which I tell you is amazing. Uh, I, I'm, I was a, didn't have a lot to, to say before. And even now, I'm still trying to figure out what to say. I, 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 I'm amazed that, that I reached 20 years Marriage. I'm amazed at it. Because in, in, in my life, that was never meant to happen. But it was meant to happen. Yeah. But it's depending on what, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Depends on my mindset. It depends what fan I'm going to flame. Yeah. I could fan. This is, my, this is where my family comes from. Yeah. This is how it is. This is, this is what. Or I could fan, and fan the flame that God has placed on your life and my life. And, oh, man, my marriage is going to be awesome. My children are going to be awesome. Even though the devil will try and come against you, what are you going to try and fan? What are you trying to come closer to? If you draw close to him. Here's the thing is a lot of people go, yeah, I want to draw close to you, Lord. But here's the, that's good. That's good. Can I give you a, a, a quick key, though? Read verse 7 as well. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. When there's always a desire. I believe there's a, every single person in this room will, be, want, will desire to give God their best. I believe that. But I want to say the greatest way they can give God your best is you just need to humble yourself. Say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. And you'll finally see, and you'll see that the devil will flee. You know, when, when you come close to something, there's a pursuit, isn't there? And uh, 20 years ago, there was a pursuit. <laughs> um, some of you might not know this, but um, Desiree was dating another person. But... When you want something, you go after it, don't you? <laughs> and so for a number of months, I just called her uh, once a week and talked for half an hour. It's the greatest half an hour of my week. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that reaction, but <laughs> I'm talking about the pursuit here, people. No. Um, and, you know, you're just there to talk and you're there just to get to know each other and share things. And, uh, and then she was talking one day about, oh, you know, her and her boyfriend went, oh, they're just unsure about how their relationship was going. I was like, well, you know. And she asked the question, you know, oh, I wonder if we should take a break. And I'm like, oh, that could be a good idea. <laughs> 
yeah, no. And I was like, let me know how it goes. I'm off the, I'm off the phone. Jesus, I pray they take a break. I pray they take a break. <laughs> you know, and then she rings up and oh, I'm talking to her, just, just being the general nice guy, you know, as you, as you do. Um, and she said, oh, look, yeah, we've decided to take a break. And I go, what are you up to? <laughs> Why don't you come up and hang out? She's the one that had the car. I didn't. And so, like, within about an hour, she was up where I was living and we walked for a walk on the beach. So I just saw if she'd hold my hand. and Like, you know how you walk along the beach and there's that, like, little accidental... Like, and I sort of hooked my little finger out and saw if it started swinging together. And once you get the little finger, you can get the second, the third, and fourth. And who's writing notes dramatically right now? Here's the thing is, when you want something, you know how to get it. When you want something, you know how to get it. With, with it, I... Desiree will also tell you a story that I went home from a camp when I was 16 and I told my mum I found the girl I'm going to marry. Uh, you know, I, I thank God so much. Uh, it's the grace of God that gets poured out on your life. But here's the thing is, when you're after God, God will pour out many blessings on your life. But you know, you know how to fan into flame stuff. Because there's a pursuit, there's a drawing close to Come close to me and he'll come close to you, says the Lord. Amen. All right. Oh, sheesh. We keep going. Stop telling love stories. <laughs> Submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Here's the thing, though. You've all been called. There's a real revelation, a real revealed relationship that God has given you. And there is a real desire to draw close to God. And I believe that in every single one of us. But I also understand that we're very much like Moses. And we all have a protest. Moses had a protest. Moses knew the call of God on his life. God is speaking to him. And we all have a protest. But God, what could, how can I do this? Um, you know, now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people out of Israel into Egypt. But Moses protested to God. It doesn't matter what God's called you into. Sometimes there's going to be a, a protest. Sometimes it's going, what does the protest look like? The protest looks like fear. The protest looks like failure. The protest looks like insecurity. It looks like time. We protest, oh, I don't have enough time. Or, you know, the protest is I don't have enough wisdom or knowledge. Yeah. All those e-group leaders out there, that are, all the people sitting in there right now going, oh, I should lead an e-group, but I'm just uncertain about it. I don't know the Bible good, well enough. Hey, you trust in God. He'll lead you. Put your faith in him. He'll guide you. Come on, where's your protest right now? Our protest can simply be we don't care. Ouch. 
Maybe our protest is finances. Maybe our protest is what we're focusing on. Maybe our protest is what is our priority. We all have a protest. There's always something that we have to learn how to die to. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 38 and 39, Jesus is talking here to his disciples. He says, if you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. It sounds like a very harsh scripture, but it's, it's just giving your entire life to Jesus. Going, all right, Lord, here I am. Send me. I'll go. It's laying down everything, picking up your own cross every day, dying to yourself, dying to the things that you want to do, but saying, God, I'm going to search out your call. God, I'm going to do what you've called me to do. See, everyone has a protest, but we all have the, also the ability to lay down our life and pick up our own cross. Here's the thing is, Moses was a fugitive. He'd, ran, he'd run away from the Egypt, the very land that he's, God's telling him to go back. And, you know, the last time he was there, he'd just killed a couple of people. Who reckons he's got a leg to stand on? A little bit in the natural. But sometimes when God calls you, he calls you to do the things that you can't do by yourself. Why? Because he's all about relationship with you. He's all about doing life with you. You know, some of you are starting study this year. I'm excited about that for you. But here's the thing. You honour God first and you'll be amazed at what you can go, what you can do. You'll be amazed at how God redeems your time. You'll be amazed at how God redeems your finances. You'll be amazed at how God brings relationships into your world. And you're like, ah, how am I going to do this? Here's the thing, I want to God first. We all have a big protest. Well, some people have called it, we all have a big but. But I think God's got a bigger one. He's, but I called you. But I saw you. But I know your name. But I formed you. You're, you're, God's butt's bigger than your butt. But are we, are we choosing to be amazed by God and let the revelation of God that once burned bright, that beautiful old song, turn your eyes upon Jesus. You know, look full in his wonderful face and the things on earth. I don't know, the rest, I forgot the rest of the song. But he loves you and he's called you. But are you going to chase after God or are you going to do your own thing? You, you can do your own thing. But I can tell you now, it's not going to be as, as amazing as what God's call for you is on your life. Uh, yeah, I celebrate, we celebrate 20 years of marriage and all I have a reference for is me and my sister. Many of you will know that I've shared in church that my sister is far, far from God in a very messy place, addicted to meth. 
doing whatever she needs to do to get money. That is what I've been saved from. And I'm just me. But what about you? Look at what you've been saved from. Look at what the God has called you into. You too can have 20 years of marriage. You too can have beautiful children. You too can see the glory of God on your life. You too can do it. Because God has got a burning bush for you. God has placed something in your heart when when someone laid hands on you. But is there a pursuit? Is there a drawing close to God? And could we, could we just give up our protest? Could we just give up our protest? Could we just start accepting that God has called you? Could we just start accepting? I look, I look back over, over 20 years of marriage and 15 years of ministry and I crack up. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> Seriously. We've, we've managed to see God do amazing things. And I wonder what the next 20 years are going to bring. But there's got to be a pursuit of God, pursuit of His glory. Here's the thing is when you chase after Him, He'll give you everything that your hearts desire. Amen. Amen. Why don't we jump to our feet? I'm just going to finish by praying. Amen. Father, I pray this morning for a real revelation to just flow into every single person's heart. You know, one of the things in the story is that the bush was burning. Moses, it caught Moses' attention. Moses then walked towards the bush. And then God called out to him walking towards the bush. And he said, come closer. But then God, and then Moses got to a point where God said, stop. He said, stop to Moses. He said, stop because you're standing on holy ground. You know, my prayer coming into this morning was we'd get to a point where every single person in this room would hear the Lord say, stop. Because you've got to a point where you're standing on holy ground. You got to a place where you're in the presence of God. You're in the love of God. You're in the will of God. You're in the glory of God now. I wonder if we could sing that beautiful chorus, Here I Am to Worship. And I want to encourage you, just draw near to Him. Just walk towards God. Let Him him call you into a place. Maybe he'll say stop. But let's run after Jesus this morning. Run after everything that he has for you. Because he loves you and he's for you. Let's just sing this chorus together. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.